Hi, everyone. This is your co-host, Karen Sachs, and this is the Smart Life Club Radio. So glad to have you here today and extraordinarily happy to have my amazing co-host, Robin Helm, talented, wonderful, and has a much better voice than I have, but that's okay. She lets me co-host with her anyway. Hi, Robin. Good morning, Karen. I, I'm glad you're recording this because I want that to be able to hear that every day when I'm having a wild moment. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yeah, send it to your spouse. They, they won't, they, they may question different things and say, but not everybody believes that. <laughs> yes, thank you. So what do you want to talk about today, Robin? Well, you know, with the weather changing yesterday in Denver, it was 76 degrees. Mm -hmm. I'm already starting to think about things to plan for the summer. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, at this very moment, it's now snowing. So <laughs> I think it's important to plan some, some good things to happen during the summer and good activities. Exactly. Colorado is definitely a unique place for weather. It actually was 76 degrees here in Pennsylvania, in York, Pennsylvania, yesterday as well. And I have to tell you, one of my favorite things happened last night. I went to out probably nine o'clock after it was dark to put something in the mailbox. It was a balmy summer breeze kind of night. The mm. sky was crystal clear. I could see all of the stars. Oh, and fantastic. the moon was about a, a quarter, about a quarter moon with that wonderful curve in it. And it made me think, summer is coming. So this is a great topic for now. Absolutely. Thanks. What are you doing this summer? Oh, my goodness. I, I almost hate to talk about it. I've already got so many things lined up. Uh, we are doing some formal travel, which is always a fun thing to look forward to, you know, getting the airline tickets and the Airbnb set up and things like huh? that. But even though that's so exciting, I'll tell you, sometimes those little things that you don't plan, that you don't have to really pay money for, that just kind of happen or you fall upon as you're going through a, t a new town or a city or a new mm -hmm. area, those are the things that are really exciting to me. Um, as well as maybe looking at the bucket list and thinking, how can we tackle going to see Hershey PA? <laughs> You just want chocolate. I know what you're thinking. Okay, guilty. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. Do you remember many, many years ago when the economy tanked? And I don't know that it was 2008. It may actually have been the time before that. But the big thing was staycations. Yes. Do you remember exactly. that? Absolutely. Yes. The whole concept of staying at home and enjoying vacation type stuff without all of the expense absolutely mm -hmm. and there there are wonderful things with the, with the work schedule and a, a new business partnership we probably won't take any time away this summer for a week or so but we are going to have one day a week with our daughter of fun summer stuff and uh, every week some weeks are going to be, every other week, is something that's totally free. Yes. And then the week in between will be something that we, we pay to do. Go to the aquarium or an amusement park or something like that. But I'll tell you, for the truth is, I like the free stuff. 
And, And it's not because of the money. It's because we get so busy. We don't do the most basic things that are free in our own, our own town. That is, that's so true. One of the things I love about our little town, uh, because we don't necessarily have all the resources that a big city has, mm-hmm. when they put out something for our valley, about this time of year, they do things that are going to happen in the summer. Huh? And they outline the cost and the place and the location and the time. But most of those things are free. And they're really, really fun, whether it's um, a, an organized bike ride around the park or wow. an organized bike ride through the area, as well as, um, uh, like, we just had the Crane Festival, which is the, mig- the migration of the cranes as they come across from their winter homes wow. <laughs> to their summer areas. Uh, they, so they fly through our valley by the millions. There are millions wow. of cranes. Wow! And, and it is—it's an outstanding thing to see. If you see the, a flock of them flying, and they have a very distinctive sound, I could not mimic, so I didn't <laughs> try. But it's beautiful. And cranes mate for life, by the way. Oh, I didn't know I, that. Um, it's a very magical thing to witness. And so they organize this whole festival, uh, usually in March, which is early, it's not summer, but the whole community and people come from all over to watch this migration and then to enjoy the festival as well. So I things love like that. that are fun. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And those are the things, and you don't have to look far for them they, with the internet. Just click on what's, what's happening in your hometown this week or this month. One of the things that's big in the township that I live in, and here in Pennsylvania, we have counties and we have townships and boroughs. So there's probably five or 6,000 people in our township. But up the street from us, there's a park, and they have free music festivals, free free concerts, not music festivals, free concerts every Saturday night. And there are actually a few of them across York County. And the... the, um, the park just up the street from us, they do an outdoor movie night every Friday for about six weeks. They blow up one of those big movie screens. Yes. And they're mostly kid movies. But you you put down a blanket, you take a cooler of snacks and, and cold drinks, and it's really fun. That is really fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, did, we offered that when we had our ice cream parlor. Uh, it was so fun because ice cream is, you know, you think children and children huh? activities. So that was, that was lots of fun for sure. And, and we're, we're blessed because we live at the base of mountains that hiking abounds. There are oh, yeah. hundreds of hiking trips around, whether you go along a creek. So there's all the adventures of water and, and that, or just hiking up because when you go to the top of a 14,000 foot peak, wow, you can see the world. It oh, is, yeah. It's an amazing, amazing adventure. Although today, if you went, you would have to wear snowshoes. <laughs> today, wait, yes. <laughs> if you wait a couple of months, you'll be able to hike all the way to the top. And, and that is a, a very fun, that was something I did with my children. And we would take our wildflower book and have them identify the wildflowers along the trip. Yeah. And that was fun. And birds. That's the other thing. What I used to do, we'd take the little bird book and identify them when we went to the park. Exactly. You know, and it's funny. I used to live in Baltimore. Baltimore, when I lived there, was a great town. 
town, we used to call it a, a small town with big city amenities because it was a very open and loving town. And yet there were museums and concerts and plays and, and all of those things that are available in a larger metropolitan area. But interestingly enough, what I found is that in the 17 years I lived there, there were so many things I never took advantage of oh, because it- I, I live there. <laughs> That's true. And then I moved back to York, where, my, where I'm from, which is about an hour from Baltimore. And for the first many years, I would drive to Baltimore almost every weekend to do things I never did that when I lived there. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. But I bet if you think about it, there are so many things within your community that are fun. And maybe you pay for them. Maybe they're free. But you've never actually done that. You know what? Now I feel inspired, Karen, because (laughs) just a few miles from us, um, you'll think this is bizarre where we live in the middle of nowhere. And Uh there is a UFO watchtower for real. What's that? (laughs) A UFO as in unidentified flying objects. Exactly. And they have a watchtower. It's a geodesic dome with a, uh, a walkway along the top of the geodesic dome where people go and look for UFOs. And since I have lived here for 12 years, I've said to myself, I need to stop and see that place. I yeah. can't move away from here without looking at that. I'm, I'm going to do that before I leave because it's <laughs> It's an amazing, like it, the things that are maybe one day I'll take a picture and I'll post it up on our um, Facebook group, the Smart Life Club Facebook group, uh-huh. because it has amazing little alien things out on the uh, on the front of the walkway and <laughs> and then it has the traditional statues of what everyone thinks an alien looks like, you know, with the big. Uh, almond-shaped eyes and a big head that's disproportionate to the body. I love it. You know, you're right. There are things in my town that I have only done when visitors come. Yes, exactly. I want to entertain them. (laughs) I think that's so much fun. I, uh, when one year when my children were very young, two and five years old, I was a traveling therapist and Mm -hmm. we traveled every three months. I got a new assignment and we went to a different state. And my whole goal was to explore various parts of America. Wow. And, And when we were there, we literally every weekend did things like we went to parades, we played mini golf, we went to museums, we went to every children's museum I believe possible in America and and my children still tease me if I ever use the word museum they, they uh, mimic me horribly <laughs> I mean we did camping we did kite flying we did everything that you could imagine because we were tourists that's the magic mm-hmm. you mentioned kite flying and those are the types of fun things you can do at the risk of sounding silly go fly a kite exactly so fun you know maybe you put a blanket in your backyard and you just lie down with your children or grandchildren a loved one and stare at the stars yes 
Yes. Um, of course, my my husband at the time was, uh, he's an, a mini astrologer or a mm -hmm. hobbyist. And so he would pull out star charts and then they would search for the stars, which made it a lot of fun. The kids That's really great. That. Yeah. Um, it, when we were traveling, we had a whole kit in the car for the kids. Again, free things. So say we're going to grandma's, which is a 2,000 mile drive. Oh. Every two hours, we would get out of the car and they would jump rope or mm -hmm. we make chalkboard, um, oh my goodness, what is that game where you make a chalkboard? At hopscotch. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness, it's like, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> or we would stop at a zoo, or we would stop at the Crayola uh, Crayon Factory, and we would, as you described, we'd choose some things that were absolutely free, and some things uh -huh. that we would have a small admission fee, but it made the adventure of that 2,000 miles equally as exciting as going to see Grandma. Oh, that's wonderful. That is brilliant. The other place to be aware is what you can create in your neighborhood. We are blessed to live in this wonderful suburban neighborhood with really friendly neighbors. We moved into our house at the end of June, and we weren't here for more than a few days, and there was this piece of paper stuck on the flag of our mailbox. Huh. And they were inviting everyone. They put it in the whole neighborhood. They, put, they have a 4th of July parade every year. And you all meet at one place, and you wear red, white, and blue. The children decorate their bikes. And when they're all done, we stop at the neighbors across the street, and their kids make free snowballs for everybody. Oh, so that sounds fun. It is, but there are other things that we do. Uh, in, at, at our house, we host a neighborhood Easter egg. So Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Well, it is, and, you know, we put pennies, occasionally a nickel. Um, there's always one $20 bill. But the kids come, and they have fun, and the parents have fun, too, because all the kids have to come into the house, and the parents have to hide the eggs. Oh, that's a good community thing. How fun. It but it's those types of things. Um, a child up the street does a lemonade stand every year, and I have to say... It's really the worst lemonade in the world, and I'm not sure how sanitary it is, but of course, we all buy lemonade. Now, we yes. may go down the street and dump it, but we want to support the fun things in our neighborhood. That's absolutely true. How fun is that? Those little entrepreneurs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we did one thing here, although we only did it one year. Apparently, my idea was not good, um, but I stole it from a friend of mine from, from years ago. We all brought blankets into the backyards, and we stared at the clouds, and we had to decide what the clouds looked like. Boy, you know, those little free things that draw on your imagination are so magical. And I think even more important today because I think that children are so inundated with the formal, like whether it's play dates or formal computer games, and they don't necessarily take that opportunity to create to create those things on their own. And I think that's such, those are our future scientists. Those are our future mm -hmm. inventors. And uh, to stimulate that in a child is absolutely, well, critical. And it's also uh, magical. So, well done. I, I agree. I agree. And you know, that I think it's good for moms and dads too, or grandparents or whoever. Uh, I Before I had children, I used to, adopt for those of you who can't see it there are air quotes <laughs> but the little girl across the street was amazing i loved her and 
I would, and her parents were fine with having, you know, a day or whatever for free. And I would just take her to things. And it was, it was great fun. So maybe there's a child or children in your neighborhood if you're an empty nester. Give mom and dad a break and take them to that free movie. It's, you know, lie on, the, on a blanket and see what shapes the clouds are. Mm-hmm. Uh, have your own lemonade stand. Those little things that can make a difference. Because let's face it, how many times have we been to a restaurant and you have mom, dad, and, and one or two kids, and they're all texting on their phones? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, boy, I could go off on that for quite a long time. <laughs> right, exactly. There's very little interaction, even amongst amongst younger people they will sit in the sofa and they will text each other (laughs) a a friend of ours that a mutual friend that you and i have she has teenage kids they're upstairs and instead of coming down god forbid we get the exercise they text their mom downstairs oh my goodness (laughs) well i I don't want to be judgmental on that <laughs> at least, at least they're interacting somehow, and they're not just hiding in their room. Well, that's true too. I, you're absolutely right. I need to give them credit for that. <laughs> but it's a different world. Our generation, especially summertime, man, we'd get up in the morning, and we would go ride our bike, and we would go to the next door neighbors, and we would play outside until it got dark. Exactly. And, and now a lot of kids are a little heavier. Because they're sitting on their backside on their computer or their video game or whatever. So it could be great for the family and healthier for young people and for us who maybe need a few more steps. Not you, a former extreme <laughs> athlete, but uh, just to get out and, and walk around and interact with people. Absolutely. And I, I think the other thing along that line is oftentimes when my kids would I can't imagine this today, but at the point when they would say they had, they would be two or three days into their vacation for the summer and they'd say, I'm bored. <laughs> and, and I remember I've thinking, heard that. I, I remember thinking, bored. I don't even understand that concept of <laughs> being bored. So we literally would sit down as a group and, and make a list of all the different things that they could do. And then we'd make some lists that we could help them with as adults or their parents or things that we could, friends that we could integrate into that. Like who else could we bring into this group that might be bored? And what might they wanna do that would be fun. And then it became, and then we would save that list and we'd hang it somewhere, probably on the refrigerator that that was the keep all for everything. Uh-huh. And then if I heard I'm bored, I would say, okay, great. This is a great time to look at your list. What could you do there? Otherwise, Smart. I'm going to give you a chore. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went to the refrigerator and they looked at the list. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So this oh. is a good time of year before we get to the beautiful, wonderful summer that we can be generating those lists and getting them ready. Precisely. And that is a great place to stop. I so appreciate you sharing your ideas. And I encourage everyone out there to think about what you can do that's free. And and that could be anything from, I don't know, catching fireflies at night, lying on the grass and looking at clouds. It, It doesn't have to be something profound and wonderful. It can just be wonderful. That's so right. think about it. And mm-hmm. I, I want to end with a quick story about my amazing daughter. And I, I think I incorporate her in virtually every podcast we do. You're the best mom ever. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ada was probably three, and we went into a store in the summertime. Now, we're both wearing long dresses, summer dresses, and we're wearing sandals. It had rained when we were in the store, that wonderful summer rain that comes for a short time, leaves puddles on the ground, and the water's so warm because the concrete was warm. Mm -hmm. And we get out of the store, we take a few steps, and my three-year-old starts stomping in a puddle. Of course. Getting her dress wet, getting her sandals wet. And the, my first reaction was, Ada. And then I, I had this millisecond stop, and I realized it's just water. Exactly. I can wash the dress, and, the sh and if I throw the shoes away, I don't care. She is as happy as she can be. <laughs> so I finished that sentence after I said, Ada was that's not the right way to do it. Do it this way. And I hoisted up my dress and I started stomping in the puddle too and making her wet. And I found it interesting because there were people in the parking lot who looked at us. And there were several of them who looked at me like I was the worst mom in the world. Of course. But, but the majority of the people looked at me and thought, man, I wish I had done that. Mm. Or, you know, that's, or I love, I'm not, being egotistical when I say this, but you know, what a great mom just to say, you know what? I'm not going to get high, you know, hung up on the nice formal things we're supposed to do. And she still talks about that. She's 10 and she still talks about the day we jumped in the puddles. Oh, what an awesome experience to carry through her life now that she'll do the same with her children. I hope so because. Yeah. Life is short, so enjoy the free things in your community. And more importantly, enjoy them with people who you love. Absolutely. Well, those are words of wisdom, and I think that's a great opportunity for us to kind of wrap up for today. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for working with me today, Rob, and I always appreciate when we chat. Thank you, Karen. And to all of you that have been listening today, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to seeing you even on the Smart Life Club Facebook group. Join us there. We'd love Absolutely. to see you. Uh, thank you, Robin. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And bye for now.